Today is Wednesday, April 28th, 2021. And the last time I podcasted was on Sunday. Well, I posted the video. Uh, video. I posted the show on Sunday um, with my conversation with Arthur. Now, I need to first really start off by saying so sorry to Arthur for not taking that uh, phone call out of it in my um, editing. You know, I'm terrible with editing, and I should have deleted that phone call that came towards, like, I don't know, 10 minutes in. I really should have deleted that, but I didn't. So, oh well. You know, because everything is going... Downtown. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was on Sunday. And also on Sunday were the Oscars. I don't know how many of you actually uh, watch the Oscars or uh, watch the Oscar movies or whatever, but... Um, I actually, in the season, I ended up watching 10 of the Oscar movies. Um, if I go through them now, not, and not just Best Picture at Oscars, other, other pictures, I mean, other Oscars too. Like I watched um, Mank, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, The Trial of the Chicago Seven. Um, I already said that one. Um, oh, Miss Rainey's Black Bottom. Um... Oh, Borat, subsequent movie film, um, Pieces of a Woman. Uh, is that 10? I'm not sure. Um, I think that's all. I think that's 10. I'm looking one more time. Yeah, so anyway, I, I feel pretty good about watching 10 of the movies, and those were, you know, scattered among all the different categories. Now, just, you know, I want to talk just about uh, the Oscars itself because the show itself was actually weird. When you, if you have been watching the Oscars for years, you know how it is. They have the, a theater that is, uh, holds like, I don't know, six or 7,000 people and every chair is taken. And in the whole front row are all the um, top tier actors and actresses who are nominated. And they have like a, comedian or somebody who is doing the emceeing of the show and then they have uh all of the um celebrity uh presenters who um tell you what the tell you what the nominees were who the nominees were and then they give out the oscar well that's what's traditionally done well this time they did this well, because of covid that is i should you know clarify uh because of covid they did it in a smaller theater i believe it was in the um kodak theater um, but it looked like it was, I, I think it was something like a train station or something. I'm not really sure about that, where, where it took place, but they had, um, like a, maybe a quarter of the people there. And I think it was just the nominees and their plus one. And they were seated like, uh, six feet apart. Some people had masks. Other people did not have masks. Um, I think the opening was really cool because they, made it like was like the opening of a movie and it was um regina king who came out and um she was carrying the oscar and she was fancy as hell and she she opened the show basically um but then after that then things were kind of weird because they you know the traditional at least this is what i remember of them traditionally they all start like the first oscar is like the best supporting actress or something like that so that they get the ball rolling with one of the bigger acting awards. But this time they start out with all of the technical awards, I believe. And then there was nothing like, they, they, none of them that were as um, expected the way they were going to get. Like 
they totally did the best picture um, way before the best actor and best actress. So that was weird because I, I looked over because I was playing on the computer while I was watching it on TV at the same time. And I looked over the TV and I'm like, is this thing almost over? Because that's the other thing, too. It lasted three hours and uh, 19 minutes, which I think is uh, relatively short for um, an Oscar show. But um, I just, I, it was just so weird because it was also, the whole show was, um, it was like a film in that they had the, the black bars from the, at the top and the bottom. And they had um, like the, the look of it, like it was shot in um, 24, frame, bleh, 24 pr- frames per second, which gives it that cinematic uh, look. Because it like it wasn't live, it didn't look like it was a live uh, broadcast or whatever. And then um, the people, uh, it seemed like the people were pretty much given as much time as they wanted to to give their speeches because there were a lot of really uh, long speeches. And I mean, I didn't I didn't mind that, but it just like some of these people, I you know didn't really want to listen to for three or four minutes. But um, but they did, so th- that was weird, and. They didn't do any of the songs live. Um, I was watching the pre-show or, or the, you know, the red carpet, and they did all of the, the singing of the songs during the red carpet event. So you didn't have any musical numbers, which I have always been saying for years, not to have the musical numbers in the actual show itself. And those would have been the, the songs or the, um, yeah, I guess best original song is what they had there. Yeah, so now... Let's say in terms of the movies and my predictions and what the actual uh, winner was. So there were 23 awards given out that night, and I kept track of the ones that I guessed correctly. And I I guessed one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I did not even get a 50%. (laughs) Um, it's because there were upsets in the acting categories, and I just was a bit shocked myself. For example, in the actor in a leading role, everyone thought that um, Chadwick Boseman was going to be uh, given the award posthumously because he died last year. Um, however, if you saw Miss Rainey's Black Bottom, you I mean, the, the movie you would see why they chose people were going to choose um, Chadwick Boseman. I totally thought he should have won. However, the award went to Anthony Hopkins for his role in the film called The Father, which is about this old man, Anthony Hopkins, old, um, has uh, dementia and Alzheimer's, and his family's trying to take care of him, and, and he's reacting badly. He doesn't want to leave his apartment, all that kind of stuff. Um I did not see that movie, but I really I want to see it. So in time, I will see it. But um, I guess they felt like this is you know uh, the last chance for Anthony Hopkins to get another Oscar because he already won one Oscar for Silence of the Lambs in 1991. Um, so they gave it to him. And I, I mean, I again, I didn't see the movie, so I don't know. Maybe he did a really good job, but um, I didn't see it, so I don't know. Now I'm, I'm going to need to see it. So that was like that's the uh, actor in a leading role. Now, actress in a leading role, I selected Viola Davis for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom because I thought for sure she was going to be chosen. I thought she did a great job in that movie. Um, but here again, they went with 
Francis McDermott from Nomadland. Now, I did, I've seen both of those movies, and I think they both did a really good job. However, I, don't, I didn't consider Francis McDermott's um, acting to be um, you know, the top of the top of the, or the um, Oscar-worthy kind of um, role, but they gave it to her, and that gave her her, her third Oscar because she won one for um, Fargo, one for three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri, which was just a couple years ago, and now this one for Nomadland. Um, I guess I can't. I guess I can't um, argue with them because I, you know, she did a, a fine job acting. But here's the thing: if you look at all of the other Oscars that were given out that night, it was an extremely diversified Oscars show. Lots of black people, lots of Asian people. Um, I don't think any Hispanics won. I don't know about that. I should really look into that. However. But then when it came down to the two main acting awards, it still went to old white people. I thought that was interesting. Um, yeah, and I was surprised that Promising Young Women, um, it won for original screenplay. I'm sorry, Promising Young Woman. Um, it won for original screenplay. What was the adapted screenplay? Oh, adapted screenplay was The Father. Um, let's see what else. I can talk about here. Well, of course, the best picture went to Nomadland, and the best director went to Chloe, Chloe Zhao, however you say her last name, for Nomadland, which is the first time an Asian woman has ever been selected for best director, and only the second time that a woman won for best director, because the only other time a woman won was Catherine Bigelow back in 2010 for, um, what was that in that movie? Oh, it's a war movie. Now, why can't I think about the name of that movie? Oh, God, it's in my head. I can't think of it. I'm sure people are screaming it out. Um, another uh, uh, notable win was for makeup and hairstyling, which also went to Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. And it was an African-American woman who won. So it was the first time ever an African-American woman won for makeup and hairstyling. So that was good. Um I guess the rest were pretty... Uh, although, you know, a movie I need to see is called Sound of Metal because they won a handful. Well, I shouldn't say a handful. Nobody, no movie won more than three Oscars. Three was the highest number that, that people won. So, um, you know, I guess that's something. Um, so, yeah, I think this Oscar's going to go down. Well, first of all, it was like the second lowest rated Oscar, so not, not many people were watching it to begin with. Um, I don't know. I liked the movies. I did like the 10 movies that I saw, and I'll probably try to watch more of these. But now, I don't know what they'll do next year. I'm kind of, I'm probably not the only person who thinks this or wants this, but I hope that they actually return to the old way of doing the Oscars next year. Um, they may or they may not. It all depends on how this stupid virus is going, because, you know, now the whole thing about people are taking their masks off. And um, not, I didn't mean to move into the um, virus, but, uh, you know, because of the Oscars, it was modified because of the, um, uh, uh, blah, 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 sorry, <laughs> the COVID virus. I'm telling you, I'm going. Downtown. Just can't help it. <laughs> anyway, um, so the virus. The thing now is that uh, we're, um, we're, oh, well, blah, 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 I sound like Big Fatty. Um, 
Biden is going to give a 60 million doses to other countries that are not doing too well getting the virus or getting the vaccine, I should say. Um, Scotty in Australia just got his first, I think. Um, other countries are a little bit slower, but they're, you know, it's like big old United States gets them first, I guess. Uh, well, I don't actually don't know how that works. I don't know how they do the distribution or how they work out contracts to buy them or whatever. I really don't know how that goes. But the CDC just came out with um, new guidelines yesterday that said, um, if you have been vaccinated, you can now take your mask off outside in small groups. Like I think it was six or 10 or less or six or less or something like that. Um, so, and I, and I, Tell you this, I, I noticed this already because I'm now walking in the early morning because it's now getting hot, and I'll talk about that in just a second. But I have noticed that the people who are also walking outside are not wearing masks. They're just totally walking around with no masks on. They may have been vaccinated, I don't know, but I'm glad I've been vaccinated. But I'm still taking my mask. I have it on my face, and when I'm just walking, when there's nobody around me, I pull it down so I can breathe in my mouth and uh, not feel suffocating um, from the heat inside the mask. But anyway, then when someone walks by, I will, um, oh, I think I got an email. Then when someone walks by, I will um, pull the mask back up and, you know, be respectful and all that stuff. So um, that's how I'm doing it. But um, where was I going with that? I don't know. But anyway, um, so there are people who are not doing the mask thing. Well, definitely people um, who are, were already not going to get vaccinated are really not going to get vaccinated now, and there's no ones who are going to screw this up. Anyway, so I was saying that I'm walking outside in the mornings now because it's starting to got it's been getting warmer and warmer, and I started it on Monday, and I walk I was walking at like uh, I guess it was like eight o'clock in the morning, and it was still cool. It was like I don't know 55 degrees. Um, then yesterday I walked outside, but I walked a little bit later. And it was easily in the high 60s, maybe even low 70s. Well, today I walked outside really early, like 7.30, because I could already tell it's getting hot. And the temperature outside right now is 86 degrees. So, um, And our air conditioning was turned on yesterday. So, um, you know, we're actually kind of cool. It's not that bad in, inside, but outside it was hot. And I um, was sweating like a pig this morning. And, you know... I don't know about you, but men of a certain age, when we um, exercise, our crotches get quite moist. I don't know if anybody wants anybody else wants to admit that, but you get a moist crotch. It's just you know exercise and sweating and all that. It just happens. Well, so I've been using um, oh that powder. What's it called? Um, oh shit! I can't think of the name of that powder. Um, oh damn it! I can't. You know what? I'm just gonna look this up real fast. Just real fast, like powder. Powder for men. What is it called? It's a yellow bottle. What's it called? Gold Bond. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sure someone was screaming that. So, you know, as a man of a certain age, I get a sweaty crotch, a moist crotch, and I use um, Gold Bond's powder to help keep dry down there. Well, I don't know if you notice this for those of you men who, who also use Gold Bond's, but I just got a new bottle of it, and... It, they, it says right on the front, the talc, talcum powder, the talc has been taken out of the, the new, um, whatever, the new concoction of the powders for the gold bonds. And I'm like, oh, why did they take the 
talcal. So I did some research, and it turns out that, um, well, I actually already knew this, and I may have even mentioned this before, that women were getting, um, I don't know if they were infections or cancer or something um, in the, I think, uterine uterine cancer or something that was, um, uh, uh, <laughs> I swear to God, I'm sorry, like Big Fatty, I'm losing my mind, has been, you know, um, uh, associated with or uh, led back to using talcum powder. So I think that's why gold bonds took the talcum powder out. But here's the thing. So talcum must have been the one that did a really good job of keeping the moisture down and keeping the crotch um, dry because I'm using this stuff now and it's not keeping my crotch dry. I swear I can, I did three mile, three point three point seven miles this morning or something like that. I can't remember exactly. And I'm telling you, my crotch was just making soup down there by the time I got home because it was warm outside and I'm a man of a certain age. I'm you know, I, I hear these people, these guys who go to the gym who um, complain about the old men who use the hair dryers and dry their crotch. Well listen, I'm telling you, I'm sure some of you out there can can, you know, um, identify with this or understand this or um, relate to this because I'm telling you, the crotch gets sweaty and moist, and it's very hard to keep it dry. So you got to use a lot of powder. So I, you know, put on some powder, and this new this new formula is not working as well as it did when it had talc in it, talcum powder. But I guess it, you know it's probably better because then I'm not going to get cancer um, in my uterus. I guess I don't know. <laughs> um, anyway, so. Okay, so I'm thinking, let's see, I have just a couple of minutes left. Um, so I'm thinking it's time to bring back the Archer Gangbang. And for those of you who are listening to this today on Wednesday, I'm thinking about doing it tomorrow, Thursday, April 29th at 9 o'clock. Um, so if anyone's listening to that and you would like to join us, um, well, join me, uh, send me an email or a, or a tweet or a text if you have my phone number and let me know that you'd like to join in and I will make sure that you're on the list to get the um, Zoom invite. Um, last time, I think uh, the last one we had was just with Jay, um, Jay the blind guy, blind guy Jay. And I'd really like to have like, you know, three or four people. And I've heard from listeners, um, a listener named Scott, who said he really enjoys the Gang bangs and Scott, I completely understand. I appreciate you um, telling me that, sharing that with me because uh, I can't get people to join me. So, and then the whole thing about Pride Forty Eight is coming up in July. It's not going to be July twenty third to twenty fifth. And I heard is either Adam or somebody saying that they hope the gang, Archer Gang Bang can um, do a show during Pride Forty Eight weekend. And I'd be like, I'm sure if I can get some people to join me, that'd be great. So, I am going to try to go ahead and do Arch Gang Bang. Thursday night, 9 p.m. It will be streaming live on Pride 48. And, of course, it'll be recorded and probably um, I'll release it on Friday morning whenever I can get it edited and out. So if you want to join us, let me know. And if not, if you just want to listen along, go to Pride 48 at 9 o'clock to listen. And you can even join the chat room, I believe. I haven't, um, I haven't been really good about the chat room, but I can certainly do that. So um, that's all I have. Hopefully um, you enjoyed that. And um, again, sorry to Arthur for not taking that phone call out. I don't have any phone calls today, though. 
even though the phone's ringing. Hello? No, I don't have any phone calls. All right. That is all I have for today, boys and girls. Thank you so much for listening. Hopefully, I hope you all are doing well, and I hope you've all gotten your shots. And Arch Gangbang tomorrow night at 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time. <laughs> all right. That's all. Until next time. Bye. <laughs>